welcome to another episode of Accidental Apprentice, Odd Jobs Explored, with your host, Adam Melman. On this episode of Accidental Apprentice Podcast, Odd Jobs Explored, I'm very fortunate to sit down with kick-ass career founder and spokesperson, Jamie McMillan. Jamie is a ironworker journey person. She is a apprentice boilermaker. As I said, she's the founder and speaker, motivator, inspirational person behind Kick-Ass Careers. And additionally, through Kick-Ass Careers, Jamie has put together something very unique and special to help all the educators and facilitators moving forward and shaping uh, skilled trade career path journeys with her recently unveiled MITC contest. We'll get into the MITC contest in this episode, a little bit about what motivates Jamie, how she got to this path, and what she's doing with Kick-Ass Careers, and where she hopes it all goes. I was very fortunate to get a chance to sit down with her on this day at the Skills Ontario Provincial Competition. It was a hectic day, and she surprised me by being able to join me that day. She's an extremely busy advocate and speaker and motivator, so to get any time with her, I was very fortunate. We have been bouncing dates off each other for some time, and she surprised me and was able to jump on and give me at least half hour of her time in the middle of that event. I want all of you to take this episode, take in as much as you can from Jamie, and then dig in on her Twitter, her Instagram, and Facebook. Follow her, find her, connect with her, reach out to her. She's always willing to talk to people about skilled trade pathways and journeys. She knows tons about the OAP system, uh, system the schism system, all those connective tissues. She's a, a valuable, valuable resource and just a passionate person about trying to help others experience the opportunities she was so fortunate to find. Here we are, Jamie McMillan from Kick-Ass Careers on Accidental Apprentice Podcast, Odd Jobs Explored. Okay. And I had a thought process that we'd have lapel mics and walk through the event. But oh. considering how crazy noisy that is, I don't think it would have ever picked us yeah, up. Yeah, that would have been loud. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, we're here, uh, Accidental Apprentice Podcast, Odd Jobs Explored, and I have the one and only Jamie McMillan sitting in front of me from Kick-Ass Careers and many, many other things, but um, this is uh, someone I've idolized for a little while and someone I'm starting to call a bit of a mentor because she's been doing things that uh, I, I only dream of getting the opportunity to do, and her impact is huge. And if you haven't checked her out, we're going to do all the social tags thrown in here and you know, we're going to pump all that up, and uh, I might even get followers and fans out of this, so this oh is fantastic. <laughs> well, thank you. So there's your intro. <laughs> so we're still at Skills Ontario. Uh, I've been here all day, and I can't believe they gave me a room. I think it was to keep me away from the rest of the people uh, as patrons, but it's working. <laughs> and uh, where were you? You were just somewhere. Where were you? I was at the Young Women's Conference, followed by the uh, service competition. Service competition. Yes, so so I, what role did you play? I was a VIP invite to get to sit there and be served... A really yummy lunch. I oh, said so you got a nice lunch. We had a really wonderful lunch. That's awesome. I had a salad I picked up this morning from Superstore. Oh, I could have brought you some of my lunch. Yeah. And the salad was like, I picked up at 7 o'clock in the morning, which means it was made yesterday. Oh. Yeah. And I even got it before they put the 50% off tag on it. Oh, that's well. Too, that's too early. Okay. It's still good, though. I'm okay. No. Just a little brown? No. No? no. It was Greek. They hide it with the cheese. Oh, perfect. So, perfect. Nice butter. So what, what's your role here? What have you been up to here? Because, I mean, you are like a fixture with Skills Ontario in this event. You have been here as a speaker. You have been here as Filmian. What else have you been here for? Uh, speaker, panelist, mentor, uh, photo booth. 
I'm an exhibitor here. I've been participating with Skills pretty much, I think, since 2006 was my first mentoring dinner. And then I've just, it's really, I've, I've become what I've become mainly because of Skills where I got my start. And then I just kept evolving from there into different roles with Skills. And today I'm here with the photo booth. Wow, that's cool. And that photo booth is awesome, by the way. Oh, I so absolutely, fun. That was my very first post on Accidental Apprentice was having me on that I-beam because it's the closest thing to me successfully navigating an I-beam. Anyone that worked with me understands that I'm usually holding the I-beam. So. <laughs> and I had something today. I can show you this. I know podcasters, you can't see this, but her laugh will be very funny. Um, I did one of those uh, welding things today where you practice the electronic welding. Was it a simulator? Yeah, yeah, the okay. simulator. And that's what my weld looked like. So I'm clearly not a threat to your industry. All right. Well, with a little practice. It, it was a 51%. Nice. <laughs> nice. Did you just do it once? That was my very first weld ever. Oh, okay. 51%. I am officially an iron worker or boilermaker, just like that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no? Okay. So I'm just a welder. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's awesome. So what is your background? Let's get into this. Because you and I know each other, so it's harder to, to divulge into this because, you know, the guests I've had today so far, I didn't really know them. So their story was easy. Your story is huge, which is awesome, but let's share to the fans who don't know who you are, your story. So what trade, what's your background? Well, uh, I originally was not an academic student in high school, so I went through high school struggling with the theory, but I did really good in practical classes, uh, especially woodworking. And coming out of school, no one told me that there was opportunities in apprenticeships. So I ended up leaving high school before I graduated to do various things and eventually uh, went back to school to do what my mother encouraged me to do, which was become a personal support worker, which was the shortest program at the college. And I could get in as a mature student. Um, so I did that. Um, had a career for a few years, uh, loved my career helping people, but the empathy side of things uh, was difficult for me. So I quit that career, moved off from tiny little Timmins to big city Toronto, thinking that I can change career paths. And uh, that didn't work out so well for me. And I hit a wall of depression, discouragement, not wanting to exist anymore when I ran into an old high school classmate from Timmins in Hamilton who told me about a skilled trade pathway, uh, earn while you learn apprenticeship opportunity. It sounded way better than going back to college or university, of course. So I signed up and quickly fell in love with my career. What trade was that at the time? So I first, uh, 16 years ago, I joined the Iron Workers Union. Cool. That's cool. Yes. So all the high rises, structural steel and all that. We didn't do a lot of the structural steel. I It's more of a maintenance local that I'm out of, out of okay. 736. So although I did do some structural, um, I focused more on maintenance and steel plants and car plants and hydro plants. Um, I've worked across the country in mines and gas and oil. I've got to do some pretty diverse and wonderful things. And you've traveled with your trade, not just that trade, but you've traveled a fair bit, have you not? Yes, I've traveled as an iron worker. And actually when I was out west... A couple of years ago, I was on an ironworking job that came to an end, and while waiting for another job to come up, nothing was coming up, so I walked into the Boilermakers Union Hall and ended up signing up an apprenticeship there. That's so cool. I've had a few people today that have multiple apprenticeships, you know, one apprenticeship, and it's like they recognize the value, so they're like, I'll grab another one, create diversity, right, yep. and more opportunity. Yes, I, I love it, so I would take every trade if I could. Okay, so where are we now? Let's fast forward. I mean, I know you still, you still work on the tools. 
right? Every I do. every every once in a while, but you got something else getting real big now, and uh, I think of a lot of your time, and it comes back to that whole loving helping people piece, I think, out of you. So, what are you doing? I work promoting careers in trades across the country, um, actually across North America. I started doing it more proactively in 2012 by 2014 we had a brand kick-ass careers named by high school students which is awesome exactly a very bold and engaging name (laughs) Um, and then it just carried on from there and now i work a lot with the pathways coordinators through the high schools i work alongside skills i work with uh, various school boards and um, even industry organizations and employers will invite me to participate at different events as a keynote speaker, panelist, mentor, just with the exhibitors booth, the photo booth, and I like to engage, educate, and encourage students to consider consider pathways in trades and technology. And encourage, engage, and educate. I'm pretty sure all hashtags that you're making pretty trendy lately. Uh, yes. So these, <laughs> those are our three core values at Kick-Ass Careers is engage, educate, and encourage, but above all, engage. Because I believe if you don't engage, then they're not going to listen to the education piece. And if you're not engaging with them prior, then you know you don't set yourself up to really be an ongoing encouragement with them unless you have that engagement piece where you actually connect with them and you know, I'll connect with them, we become friends on social media, and then I stay proactive in their lives after. And so with your, you I mean, you have such a wealth of uh, passion and experience that you share with everyone. And particularly like your target audience isn't just high school kids by any means. Uh, you're in the elementary schools for sure. I've yes. heard as young as kindergarten. As Yes, <laughs> yes. I did 18 presentations last week and 15 of them had kindergarten to grade six. And what was that like? It was amazing. I didn't think the kindergarten students would actually sit through about a, well, it was combined between my speaking and the coordinators that opened up and closed for me. They were probably sitting on that gym floor for 40, 45 minutes and they were so well behaved. It's great. You can even see it in the videos. That's awesome. Oh yeah, we're going to link all that stuff. I've seen some of the stuff you've thrown up and I couldn't believe like, I've got two daughters and that long on the gym floor, like I've come home and listened to the stories about, we had to sit here today and do this and that. And I bet you those kids came home with completely different stories. Well, here's what happened. So I worked in the schools all week and then midweek we ended up having a parent student night and it was supposed, they anticipated about 50 people showing up. So they had about 50 chairs out. There was over 400 people that came and it was great because some of the little kids were with them and the parents were coming out to me saying, my kid came home so excited from school and couldn't believe how awesome this presentation was and they were dressed up like construction workers and they just wanted to come tonight so they sat through all of dinner and encouraged us to come so it was just wonderful and the kids came through to do it again they did they did wow that is i've never heard of a kid once returning to school to do the same thing again no uh, yeah it was amazing (laughs) it was wonderful this time of year i mean what are we in now we're in may uh so april's passed so this is uh the tour time of year real busy time of year for you you said 17 presentations last week was it that i hear correctly it was supposed to be 17 and it ended up being 18 because a principal actually asked us to stay for a second presentation at his school my lord and like are you running this every week like this right now Not every week. It's different from week to week. So that was a very busy week. It was the second week we had done um, a big series of presentations. So I was through the Stratford District School Board area. So we went from Stratford to Godridge and there was 30 schools and they wanted to do 30 schools in 10 days plus the adult the adult student or the adult with the kids with their parents in the evenings on once once of each of 
I'm really mixing it up. You've here. got it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Each of the trips out, there was a parent night. A parent student okay. night each trip out. Thank you. So how do you? How does Jamie keep that up? I mean, that is a lot of time. I have given. I have the pleasure of giving presentations here and there. Um, I can't imagine that volume. I don't know how you do it. And you're still like you. Like you just came out of a lunch thing to sit down with me and this podcast, and you're still exactly you. Like this is amazing. I met you at the beginning of Future Build, setting up your booth. This is you. There's no difference. <laughs> it's got to be the ADHD. <laughs> but what is it? What's the drive, Jamie? I don't... It just makes me... It, it's like... I don't do very much structural steel, but when I go up on the structural steel, my heart beats, my legs shake, and I'm nervous, but the adrenaline that I get from it is like being on a roller coaster. And then I take that same thing and I talk to students, and when I engage with students and I get the feedback from them, I get that same adrenaline rush, and so it's just like, it's like drinking rock stars, but just high on the energy that comes off of promoting something that I'm so passionate about and seeing the reception that comes back from the students, the parents, or whoever it is that I'm speaking to. Getting kick-ass careers and getting Jamie in front of us and, and, and pushing and, and I say pushing, inspiring and opening eyes and opening doors. What's, your, what's some of your goals and what you're, you're trying to accomplish here when you go out and do this? What's your hope? My biggest hope is that I will watch more and more students get into the construction workforce. And as the years go by, I actually, my dream is to start seeing those students on the job sites with me. So as, as I'm leaving to retire, that they're coming in as that next generation. That would be awesome. That's amazing. That's a great story. And, you know, there's, there's a few conversations I've had with some of the guests today that I do want, I want to pick your brain on a little bit too. You know, right now it's very trendy. To, to say skill trades. It's very trendy to say pursue skill trades. You've been having this conversation a lot longer before it was trendy. You're there, you know, uh, trailblazing for a lot of us to, to get the messaging out before people and government in particularly, um, they weren't really having this conversation. Right. Now they are. Is this exciting time or is this a worrisome time? I get mixed views from a lot of people that it's one thing to, to be opening eyes, educating and engaging. But there's another concern now that there's a flooding concept possibly happening here. What's your thought on that? You've, you've been doing this longer than the rest of us. Well, I've been doing it for a long time. And at this point, we have not seen a flooding happening. It's the, the numbers are still the same. And because of the amount of people that are going to be retiring in the next few years, and because of the amount of work that's coming up, especially in the nuclear plants in Ontario, and if the ring of fire goes, I don't think we have to worry about a flooding. I think there's enough positions for everyone. And when you think of skilled trades, it's not just about the work here. It's about the work globally. We're never going to run out of work because everyone needs a place to live. Everyone needs a place to work. Everybody needs roadways to get there. Everything around us from like the deepest mine to the furthest space station was built and has to be maintained by people who use their hands and are in skilled trades. So I don't think we have to worry about too many people coming into the industry. Awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I'm sorry, Scott has handed a note. It's like I have a crew all of a sudden. Yeah. Like this one from my basement is some weird guy to like I have people handing me stuff. This it's like is just awesome. blew up overnight. Yeah. It's going to And it, it just could crash at the end of the day. But it's awesome. <laughs> it's like, I enjoy the roller coaster ride. So it's like my professional wrestling career. It lasted one weekend. But uh, it, had, it still constitutes a career, by the way. So anyways, um, holy crap, you got more guests too. This is a great day. I really, I'm, I'm floored. I'm floored that everyone. How would you end up? doing this I, you just contacted them no oh. no um i'm a skill ontario alumnus i didn't even know that neither did i um no i <laughs> i didn't even compete here um you know what it was um 
long time ago, I, you asked me, a, you turned this on to me. I did, yeah. I did, okay. I turned it on so you. So I should share anyways, but a long time ago, I got asked to do a keynote address of the competition breakfast because okay. I had met Gail uh, Smith, who's the retired executive director or CEO, whatever her title was, just Gail, everyone knows Gail. Yeah. And uh, I had met her and she chased me down out of, I think a college of trades trade board thing that was going on and she just insisted I had to come be part of what she's doing. And once I got a chance to talk to her, I'm like, I have to be there. I, I don't know why and I don't even know how it's going to work, but I'll be there. And ever since then, I've kind of just been involved in a lot of what Skills does and uh, been a big advocate. My trade doesn't actually compete here, but um, it's a huge thing. I think Skills is super important for everyone moving forward and we what a better beacon, an annual beacon, to put skill trades on the map, and then how many skill trades come here and compete, the colleges that are involved. I saw York University out there today. Like, I mean, everyone's here. Yes. And uh, it's really shining a really clear light on the fact that trades are extremely diverse, tons of opportunities, and definitely more than one pathway. And that's, I mean, there's a lot of times I think we get saddled down to the concept that there's only one way to do an apprenticeship or one way to do a pathway. And, um, you know, whatever that view is that you've got, Definitely open your eyes because I think there's a heck of a lot more out there um, mm -hmm. for how you can do it. And from early ages, um, you know, I'm going to loop back into me interviewing you. Um, <laughs> Shizum and OYAP. Like, this is a world that with you spending a lot of time in schools, yes. you know about Shizum and OYAP um, pretty extensively. And some other guests today might have a limited experience, but I think you and I are on a very similar page with this. How do we, what kind of messaging do you think we can throw out there to help encourage more employers? to explore the concept of OEAP or schism. Because I don't think it's hard for the schools to find the students. Certainly isn't hard for the schools to find the money. The pro province is clearly behind this. But that third cog in the wheel is, uh, this, is the, this is the tough one. Yes. Right? And you said you've had a chance to speak to employers in the past as well, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to get more opportunities. What kind of conversation should we be looking at there? Any of us as advocates. There seems to be a big gap between, well, you've got your programs, your pathways programs in the schools, like the schism, the co-op. The students are able to get, often they're able to get co-ops, but there's not, um, there's not always pathways for them to enter into the trades after they're not getting onto the apprenticeships. Now we really need employers to get involved more with getting involved with the programs like OEAP and Chisholm because we're talking about a shortage in the trades and yet I am, I've been seeing it for a long time that a lot of students are being encouraged to take these pathways and they do get the co-op where somebody will take them in and do this co-op program with them while they're in school but then the fallout is after and then some of these students aren't actually getting offered the apprenticeship opportunities um, so they're falling out right they're not knowing what to do when they leave that I'm always encouraging employers too if they want to find the cream of the crop if they're looking for students that have passion that have drive good work ethic why aren't they here? They should be here at these skills competitions and they should be walking these floors and finding all these kids out there that are passionate. One of the ambassadors in the Kick-Ass Careers program actually got recruited from one trade to another because she was competing in one trade here and they enjoyed her so much that they invited her to get involved in another trade and now she's doing that pathway. Oh, what a feeling. Like yeah, what exactly. an absolute feeling for these kids that they're putting everything in it's getting noticed. Yes. Right, early on. And we know as trades, as trades people, there are plenty of days that maybe what we do isn't fully recognized, but at the end of it, it culminates with the completion of a project. We yeah. can look back and say, we help, we help build this, remodel that, retrofit this, and we can drive by it and smile. 
imagine imagine that story that your student you know your, your your child your family member could do something like that at a skills level competition and get recruited by an industry that they're not even in yep. and get sucked into that like what that's awesome yep that's yep. crazy that's pretty slightly amazing. jealous eh? yes exactly <laughs> exactly slightly jealous that's pretty cool well, I mean, God, where do I want to go with you next? There's so much conversation. And I know this was impromptu today because I knew we were going to have bumping schedules. Maybe we'd be able to see each other or not. And we've been, I've been pestering you like mad with text mm-hmm. messages like, Are you, can you do it at 10 o'clock at night on Monday? I know you've probably been traveling all week. And when I look at your schedule, I'm like, no wonder you just really need to brush me off. I'm really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I just get really busy sometimes. Yeah. And I'm sitting in a hotel room with being set up going, Maybe at 10 o'clock now. Maybe. I'm like, yeah, right. You're like barely rolling into a town. So so with um, you've got some other stuff coming up with Kick-Ass Careers. It's no longer just Jamie in a school with some really cool things, with her passion and enthusiasm, getting kids to have the photo images. There's a, I mean, first of all, you've got to look this stuff up and see what you're doing. It's, it's so cool. Um, but I think there's a step coming. There's an evolution coming here, is there not? There is. And can we share that? We sure can. Okay, so what is it? So we also have our own acronym, and it's MITC. Okay. Uh, so it's Mechanical Industrial Technology Construction. So it's just like STEM, but we have the MITS contest. And the MITS contest is something that we're now doing. It's an, an initiative that we're doing in partnership with the Pathways Program. So OYAP is behind it, Chisholm is behind it, Co-op's behind it, Dual Credits is behind it, and Skills is also on board. And we are rolling out a program that will be a contest in the classrooms. We've already done the pilot. And it'll be a classroom contest that will be done in grade 11 and 12 in the tech programs that will help the students design, build, and sell a product in that classroom. And all the money that they make from that, all the revenue, will go back into the classroom budget to better the things they have in the classroom. So better equipment, better tools, better PPE. Wow. And so what's the... Holy jeez. That's so many moving pieces. Yes. Where did this come from, first of all? So, actually, it, I was inspired by a man named Ivan Poule, and he is out of the Burlington School Board when I met him. And I went to his classroom, and he just had, like, so many awesome things in his classroom because what they had done is they were making fire pits. And the fire pits were costing them, I think, $150 to make, and then they were selling them for $350. And he was taking that extra money and throwing it right back into the classroom, and they had, like, everything in this classroom. So I asked him if I could take that idea and turn it into a contest, and this is kind of – it evolved from – that and my heart and just trying to give back to the classroom because they have such limited budgets in trades and technology classrooms. I mean, um, they really, really can use help in that area. So it's just uh, something to give back. That's amazing. Awesome story about giving back, Jamie, because we know what you said, the budgets. It's a huge thing. Um, The conversation is getting big on trades and technology, but it's getting big now in 2018 and I've heard some teachers reference to me they're still running a budget at the same level as like 1994. Yes. So the idea of they got 24-year-old budget and 24 years of advanced technologies. Like I'm out there and every third booth has an um, electric welding simulator, which I showed you I was horrible at. <laughs> but they, they have things out there. You know, they got robotic arms that you're drawing, having a drawing competition against. So you see that level of technology. And, you know, they explained to me it's a $250,000 robot arm these kids are working on. That's not going to run into a classroom very easily, so unless there's some help from somewhere. Yes. And what a beautiful idea that the kids could actually give back to themselves. Yes. That's fantastic. And then you're creating a whole new army of advocates. Yes. You're going to have an army. Like, this is crazy. I mean, or a positive net, uh, 
cheerleading, cheerleading squad, whatever you want to refer to. We hope so. Yeah, we hope so. I like Army. Yes, so. I like Army too. <laughs> <laughs> so I like Army. The ambassador badges, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, it's important because I, I'm in. I love spending time in shop classes. Like if I get. If I get asked to go do a keynote at a school, I don't just go for the keynote. I spend the whole day there. I'll ask to set up the photo booth over the lunch. I'll ask to stay for the afternoon and visit the shop classes because I want to see what they're doing. I want to be engaged with the students. And I'll go into classrooms and man, they have like, the equipment they have is so old and they're waiting for another school to close down so they can get their equipment in. And some of the stuff they have, they, they have nothing brand new and the shops are just in disarray. And um, they it's taking, like the champion teachers that are coming into those programs are just they're they don't know what to do because they don't have the budget to really revamp the classroom so i'm really hoping that this will help i think there's a huge role the more we investigate into this there's a huge role outside industry so whether it be the trade advocates uh, skilled trade advocates or the employers or whoever they really need i hope to hear this and if not i hope everyone that listens says it is that come in and help whether that is just giving your time giving your experience, help grow the exposure. And I think growing the exposure will either help with either the funding models or maybe help the outside partnership. Because I mean, there are in there are clients and employer bases out there that probably throw out equipment, or yes. remove equipment, that is still 10 or 15 years advanced to what these kids are using in schools. Yes. And if we really want to prepare tomorrow's workforce, what are we possibly doing? It's like trying to teach a kid that he's going to be a, uh, an F1 driver and we're putting them like an 85 Pinto. Like, they're not going to do anything, <laughs> right? They're going to be horrible drivers. They'll be able to crash a car, yeah. but that's about it. Yeah. yeah, we definitely have to step that game up a little bit. I mean, I can't help but congratulate you and thank you for the work that you're doing and leading that way. And I hope others are following in those footsteps in any way, any shape, form. With that being said, though, I want to touch on a question I've asked a few folks today, and I, I, I'm actually really excited for your, your answer here. You know, today, grade seven and eights, right? 12, 13 year olds, which uh, you and I have talked about in the past. I think we share pretty high that this is a really important time. Yes. A lot of people are really excited about tomorrow, the high school and college kids, but you and I both know that this is where the conversation starts. We know stigma has to be broken. Stigma has got to be broken with the kids. And then the stigma has to be broken with their parents. Yes. And uh, so this is the, the really important time. So with all that lead up, how are you challenging them? How are you invoking them? What is it that's coming from Jamie? All right, so when I do talk to these students, especially at grade seven and eight, I want to encourage them to take the tech programs when they get to uh, high school because that's really important. In order to encourage them, you have to make sense out of it, right? So I always, I'll ask questions like, how many of you want to be financially happy? How many of you want to own a big house? How many of you want a nice vehicle? And they think about it and of course, all of them put up their hand. And then I ask them, how do you think rich people get rich? Two things, they work hard and they make money and they save their money. And how do you save your money better than by taking a tech class and learning how to fix your house and fix your car, right? So why not learn those things when you're in school, when it's free, when you're still with your friends every single day and you don't have to worry about all the bills and stuff that you're gonna have to pay and the concerns you're gonna have after you graduate. I mean, you're gonna spend one third of your life working why not find something you love? And if you find out by taking those tech programs that you actually love working with your hands and that you're good at it, that can take you right into an Ontario Youth Apprenticeship Program, a co-op, and then you start into an apprenticeship and voila, fantastic career. And hey, you get paid to go to college instead of having to pay to go to college or university. Wow. You See, this is the thing. Your professional speaking comes right through. <laughs> As you to capture something, you capture it beautifully. Absolutely beautifully. We'll have to like 
grab that as a sound bite and get that on like your Instagram with like one of those memes and some motivational music. Oh, and we'll, <laughs> we'll put it all together. It was oh, awesome. Thank awesome. you. Well, listen, I know we're both pressed for time today and uh, I'm going to get you again on some other stuff. Okay. So as always, Jamie, I can't thank you enough. Thank um, you. Our conversations will continue more and don't worry, folks, I will get her, her on here again and we'll get in some more stuff, way more detail. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, where can people find you before I go? Because I know you've got hashtags and you've got accounts and all kinds of stuff. So yes, we, we, throw any, them off. Um, hashtag kick ass career, hashtag kick ass life, hashtag skilled trades, hashtag kick ass certified. Um, and, and then, then yeah. at w, uh, kick ass uh, and then on social media, it's at kick ass journey. At kick ass journey, and that's Instagram, Twitter, and I think that's it, isn't it? Instagram, Instagram Twitter. Twitter. You're on Facebook too. I'm on Facebook. Yeah, that's yeah. as Kickass Careers slash yeah. Journeyman. Um, yeah, yeah, we're all over now with the hashtag. You just have to put hashtag Kickass Careers, and you'll find everything. Yeah, like you, you'll, you'll even actually, find my personal LinkedIn account. Yeah, you taught me. You taught me that because I'm useless with that. And I was just schooling somebody else on how they have to have Instagram and not just Twitter. And meanwhile, I didn't have the audacity to tell them that I barely understand hashtags. So <laughs> I'm just learning too, but I, I, I get students to educate me like Snapchat. Forget it. I can't even figure that out. So I'll just give my phone to students and say, Hey, can you post something on Snapchat for me and then trust them? <laughs> well, they named your business. They did name my business. <laughs> and named so, it well. So they did. I can't wait to hear more about this MITC. And I have a awesome brain idea that I think I'm going to be doing a live episode with one of your MITC competition pieces. We got to get that in there. Awesome. The video is coming out in the next couple of weeks. So promotional video is yeah, welcome we have a for that. Promotional video coming Something out. Something to look so. forward to. And I'll have to get this episode ahead of the curve then so people hear it. Per so, perfect. Again, thank you. Uh, and that, folks, was a, another episode of Accidental Apprentice Podcast Odd Jobs Explored with my friend, Jamie McMillan. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>